Dean Daniel here. I'm broadcasting from an undisclosed location. Don't try to find me. Anyway, I decided I should still probably do the patrons this week. Thank you to Scribbles, Carlo, and our new friend, Mr. Mini Mopsy. Hello, and welcome to our continued attempts to the, 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 the. hello, welcome to our continued attempts to document the 1980s Dungeons and Dragons animated cartoon. Get rid of saying that weirdly. This is my fifth take to try and say that one sentence. And I'm paper. <laughs> um, it's all going so, great. So we we did watch the fourth episode, which is the Valley of the Unicorns. And I hate to say it, but this show is growing on me. I think it's one of those ones that's best watched one episode every few months. Yeah, we're at a rate of about two a year. So the plot of this episode... Is unicorns. They, it is. They come across a unicorn who turns out to be the strongest of the unicorns. Being kidnapped by a guy called Kellet, who has wolves. And yeah, it turns out that he's stealing the horns from all of the unicorns because I'm telling this story badly. He the kids save the unicorn, but instead Kellet takes Uni, the small the small unicorn that Bobby the Barbarian loves very much. Is bullshit because as we all know, unicorns are way too high challenge rating to lose to wolves. This is clearly in defiance of the game, and I will be cancelling them on Twitter. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I think Twitter's on its way to being cancelled, but you know. Uh, but yes, it turns out he's stealing the unicorn's horns because this is the best way for him to learn how to teleport, is stealing the horns from every unicorn. I really like it because, you know, it's like teleportation would be a big thing in real life to learn how to do, but this is Dungeons and Dragons, and you do just get it at like eighth level. And this guy is definitely a powerful enough wizard that he could have just got it as his class feature. Yeah. This wizard does not know DD. He's trying to respec, and the DM gave him a bullshit quest. But yeah, so he takes Uni's horn and turns him into a sad grey donkey. I really like the sad grey donkeys. They're really heart wrenching as they just sort of look around being sad that they don't have horns anymore. They really are, because he's got most of the herd, so that he's just got a cage full of sad grey donkeys. And he, he wants to get the teleportation and become stronger than Venger, the big bad of the whole show. So Presto decides that the way to defeat him is to summon Venger. I feel like he has this as a spell. I mean, he he kind of does, but he ends up at Venger's house, and Venger's yeah. like, "What is this bullshit?" He has the power of teleport to Venger's living room, <laughs> which I love as a spell. And then there's a big wizard battle off screen, and they save the unicorns. Is the the gist of the episode? Again, I do like that the wizards guys like I need to learn teleportation by kidnapping every unicorn. This one random kid can also just do it by accident. 
Yeah. Like, as soon as Presto accidentally teleported to Venger's house, it's probably a fortress, but it's Venger's house. The entire motive for Kellogg just ceases to make any sense. His motivation does make a lot of sense if you imagine he's just not very good at magic. Like, the only spell he seems to be able to cast is paralyze people and wolves. He, he summoned a, a cartoon hunk of meat. Like, it's a cartoon, but this was the most cartoonish hunk of meat. It's the proper, like, ham from the Christmas episode of your favorite Nickelodeon show, Hunk of Meat. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, the other thing, so firstly, so lessons from this Firstly, if you want your your game to have emotional talk, put a box full of sad donkeys in it. Yep. Sad grey donkeys. They have to be grey, that's important. Because the unicorns were yellow, but when their horns were taken, they turned grey. Yeah, also everyone's a massive dick to Eric the entire time. Yeah, and like, we are also massive dicks to Eric, but he did save everyone's lives this episode with a very, like, very quick thinking, I don't know what the the spell would be, kind of a tiny hut situation. Mm. But yeah, like, he saved everyone's life, and this was when the Dungeon Master was like, sometimes your worst enemy can be your best friend, which is a bit mean about Eric, who's just... Like, he's a bit of a sarcastic asshole, but like... He's just an annoying teen. Can we talk about Eric's arc this episode, we just can. in general? I am allowing it. Because, like, dude hates uni. Mm. Just absolutely despises this little unicorn. <laughs> but he, he like, puts himself in danger more than once to help Bobby the Tiny Barbarian save the unicorn. Like, and, like, he still complains the whole time, but he does try to help th this this friend, and I appreciate that. We're now just liking this show. Um, also we the, are! Also, the big bad turns the wolves into puppies and puts the wizard into a bubble, which is remarkably whimsical for a lord of old evil. Really? It's like, <laughs> Venger's like, well, normally I blow people up and materialise as something that looks a lot like a mushroom cloud. But instead of killing these wolves, I'm remembering that this is an 80s children's show, so I'm just going to turn them into babies. God just was having a good day that day. Maybe it was Presto showing up at his house, it just threw him off. I mean, it'd throw you off if you're an yeah. arch enemy who is also a child, just kind of showed up in your living room like, hey, can you defeat this other guy who thinks he's better than you? The alternative approach is to... So Presto did go up to, like, sort of negotiate more screen. and was like, I want you to solve all of these problems as whimsically as possible. And Vega's like, yeah, sure. I'm down for that. He didn't, like... He didn't have to offer Venger anything in return. He just heard, like, oh, Kellogg's trying to learn to teleport. And he's just like, the fuck? He comes and bubbles him. And he doesn't even try to attack the kids once he's bubbled. Wait, no. Does he? No, yes, he does try and attack the kids once he's bubbled Kellogg. I The pacing in this show is weird. So we get, like, a second of him trying to attack the kids, but then they've got the unicorn's horns back, so they just teleport away while riding the unicorns. 
which made me genuinely forget that he had tried to assault the children this episode. Yeah, because, like, to be fair, when he attacks the children, because uh, he also wants the unicorns, because he wants to learn how to teleport, despite the fact he can do that. I mean, do, does he want them so he can teleport, or does he just want the unicorns because he's evil? I mean, I guess he might just be evil, but yeah, the kids are all like, what a snake, as if they weren't expecting Venjar, the lord of evil, to betray them. It is the most curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal I've ever seen in any show. I can't believe that this guy with the bat wings and the cape, whose name is Venjar, and not Venger, as I keep assuming, could be evil. This guy who has tried to kill us children multiple times anyway they return the unicorns back to the unicorn valley um and you need the unicorn tries to stay and there's this whole sad thing about you know you can't like make people stay when they're in a better place and we can see different might be one of those introducing children's concept of grief things and then unicorn Oh yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Bye bye, Butterfree. Uh, and then Uni gets out again. So in fact, there's no need to grieve anything, and all your friends will be with you forever. All your pets are immortal. Yeah, I do want to appreciate though the fact that the Valley of the Unicorns is through a tunnel behind a rainbow waterfall. Because you know what? If I was like six. That is exactly where I would assume the Valley of the Unicorns was. Yeah, the Valley of the Unicorns is ex exactly what you expect the Valley of the Unicorns to look like. But yeah, it was like this, like, again, I am actually starting to enjoy this show quite a bit. Uh, even the Dungeon Master wasn't that much of a dick in this episode. <laughs> no more than his usual, like, maybe you could have helped at some point since, you know... It's, it's implied that you're not the one running the world, despite being called the Dungeon Master. Therefore, maybe you could help the children? I do find it very funny that between the Dungeon Master and Venjar the Big Bad, only one of them has agreed to go help the children with their problems. Yeah. I'm just saying, team up with Venjar. Team up with Venjar? Defeat the Dungeon Master, who's clearly the one keeping them here in the first place. And then they get to go home, and Venger can do whatever Venger's planning to do. I can't quite remember what Venger's evil plan is. Maybe just the problem of watching this at a rate of, like, geology. I think it's just general evil takeover of the world kind of stuff. You know, your standard children's villain. Who's going to take over the world for reasons. I'm pretty sure he wants the children's uh, magic items. But I can't Probably, quite but I mean, again, if he helps them, they can just leave those behind when they go back to the real world. I may be thinking too pragmatically for an 80s children's cartoon protagonist, but I'm just saying, like, the, the Dungeons & Dragons world is entirely fictional where they're from, so does it really matter what Venger does to it once they leave? You would be the worst Isekai protagonist. I would, I'd just be like, okay, how can I get home? I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> Isekai protagonist who has no interest in being here. <laughs> Which I think is Eric again. It is? Oh no, I'm Eric. 
forget everything I just said. You either die a uni or live long enough to see yourself become an Eric. Oh no. Podcast cancelled. I'm, I'm too cool and edgy for this now. I just dabbed. You can't see it, but I did. <laughs> but yeah, like this is this show is really growing on us. This might be a problem, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to make a dungeon master costume. <laughs> so, uh, gaming advice from this show: uh, just ha just give the players summon the big bad as a spell. You know, just yeah, from level one. Um, sad grey unicorns. Make your big bad whimsical. These are definitely the three lessons we were supposed to take from this episode. I think the episode was about teamwork. I feel like it was about teamwork, but also it was about whimsy and sad grey unicorns. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the intended message was the one that the Dungeon Master did just explicitly say to everyone. Oh, the one that he delivered, like, down the lens. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, if you want your game to have morals, just, just have a guy show up and save him. The morals guy. Specifically a guy who's just you. Put yourself in the game and your role is to sit there and tell everyone how well written the universe they live in is. <laughs> Like, I, I was a character in our Monster of the Week game, but that was just because the characters needed to know about museums. Hmm. Have yourself put in to tell characters about museums and how good your writing is. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, this show is going for an estimation. Place your bets as to whether it'll continue to get better or whether it'll be shit. Yeah, because I think... I think the next episode is more Dungeon Master focused, so we will see. Just on the basis that it's called In Search of the Dungeon Master. Do you think... I, I, maybe this is the one where they avenge our team up to go track that fucker down. I would love that so much. But yeah. There we go. Watch... Watch it if you want to see sad grey donkeys mourning the fact they're not unicorns. Yeah. I'm a sad grey donkey mourning the fact I'm not a unicorn. I'd love to be a unicorn. I'd love to be a donkey. Um, anyway. On that note... <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to support the podcast and maybe fund me getting stuff to make a Dungeon Master costume one day, who knows? Maybe for Halloween. Maybe for next Halloween, but it's going to happen at some point. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgids and in, instead of that you can get access to bonus episodes, homebrew, uh, short RPGs, and a Discord server. Email. Yeah, it's on Tumblr, probably bad RPG ideas. We're on email at probablybads at gmail.com Probably bad podcast at gmail.com. Uh, probably bad podcast at gmail.com. Nick edited out so it sounded like he said that first time. We uh, are we sure are on email, as my grandmother would probably <laughs> put it. We are on email. Uh, we're also on Twitter for the five people still on Twitter at um, probably. Yeah, sometimes when I try to tweet, Twitter tells me I'm not a person and I have to prove I'm a person. So I think we're Maybe not going to be on Twitter for yeah. much longer. 
mark this space to see if we're on Twitter. Remember to have a probably bad website. Uh, Revs have a probably bad website. Also, hi, I'm Mod Pencil to edit out whatever the fuck nonsense I did at the start. Oh.